Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cross Gen Podcast. Um, we're back again. We are going to be talking. We're doing a freestyle episode today. So freestyle. Today we're, uh, yeah, what? We're going to change it up just a little bit. What? Um, but before we start, I'm Walt, and I'm joined by my two fantastic hosts and sons, AJ and Eli. Guys, say what's up. Goodbye. Oh, what's down? Hello. 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 All right. Um, and before we continue to start, let's get some maintenance out of the way. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the CrossGen Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and pretty much every podcast app that you can think of. We are. We are. And also, please make sure to look us up on YouTube because we have two channels up. Um, if you go and look for the CrossGen podcast, you'll find the main page. But that's kind of split it into two channels. One which hosts our podcast, which is called the CrossGen Podcast. CrossGen. And we also have a gaming channel Whoa. called CrossGen Play. Whoa, that's crazy. Yep. So right now um, we have a couple, we have a bunch of videos up. We've been streaming we Elden Ring a lot. Although yes, we have. I just finished up the last of my part of Elden Ring. I've beat beaten the game. And I've moved on to Bloodborne. Yes, you have. <clears throat> AJ still has his informal gaming series that he's doing. I think he's also going to mix it up with some other stuff, too. Yeah. So definitely check it out. Please remember to subscribe. Uh Hit the like button and hit that little bell, which is the notification button, which lets you know when a new video comes out. Hit um, the bell. And on that note, let's get started. Let's get started. Freestyle, folks. Freestyle. Yes, indeed. What do you guys want to talk about? I don't know. What are we going to talk about? Let's talk about how Gore was not as serious as he should have been. Let's talk about, about how that. Gore was pretty serious. Although he, he was not that little, serious. He it's not that serious. He was a little bit light. Okay. For someone called We're the God Butcher. Jumping. Okay, okay. Let's let's hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's backtrack. It is Saturday. Uh, what's today? July 9th. And it is. We just finished watching <clears throat> Thor Love and Thunder. Happy belated July 4th. <laughs> oh no. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. I don't know. It's just the first thing. I like that. I like that. Happy July the 4th. I guess. Although it's going to be July. like yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that random? <laughs> hello, hello. It's just a couple of days late. That's okay. Um, yeah, so we we went to go see Thor: Love and Thunder. We were actually pretty excited to watch it, right? Yes. When we came out, we were not as excited as we were when we came in. Unfortunately, no. But it was not. still a pretty good movie, right? But I think the biggest point of contention that AJ is going to bring up right now is that Gore the God Butcher, which is a character, which is the nemesis of uh, Thor Love and Thunder. And, by the way, before we go, spoiler alert, we're going to bring the spoiler alert curtain down because we are fully going to talk about Thor Love and Thunder without any... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Barriers. Any really? barriers. Yeah, we're just going to go No straight. holds barred. No holds barred. Gore <clears throat> is the main protagonist. What? Of, I mean, the antagonist of the movie. Yeah. Right? Yes, I know. Whatever. Mistake. Moving on. <laughs> and um, AJ feels like he wasn't all that he was built to be. Right? It's just, look, not even just, like, I get you can't rely on the trailers, but the trailers are supposed to give you an idea of the feel of the film. And I get that this is Taika Waititi's style. This is how Thor has been going since Ragnarok. But, like, you kind of made it out to be that Gore the God Butcher wasn't going to be a a smiley, dily, jokery type character. Like, when you look at him in the trailers, he's talking like this. Kind of like he's Batman. Like he's broody. 
and like totally not a ray of sunshine. And then half the scenes he's in, it's almost like he's a ray of sunshine, even though he has one of the most depressing villain backstories in the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I don't know. Well, his backstory is pretty sad. Um, Eli, what do you think about that? Me personally, I think that's such an exaggeration. Oh. He was not lighthearted in every scene. He taunted them, sure, but in ev- in most of the scenes he was in, he was very serious. He did have the Batman voice, that's for sure. Ugh. Yeah, he did have the Christian Bale Batman voice. Um, <clears throat> and for the most part, he I think he played his his uh, his role well. He did uh, a good villain. Sure, it was a little bit cookie cutter. But <clears throat> to be fair, he he was he was only lighthearted in like one one two scenes. There were some most of the scenes he was in, he was in, he was very serious, serious but not intense. I was expecting intense, inspecting, expecting. I don't feel like he was as intense as he was. <clears throat> Pitched to be. Well, I don't really necessarily know that they pitched him to be intense. Yeah. Because we really didn't see much of him in some of the trailers, right? Like, a, lo- a lot of the trailers were just kind of like... Him just standing shot, there. A shot of him yeah. every once in a while. Now, I'm, I'm going to cut right down the middle between the two of you. Because while I do think that... Christian Bale. First of all, Christian Bale's performance was amazing. Oh, no, no amazing. doubt about that. I no thought, doubt about that. I no thought, complaints there. Yeah, I thought with concerning, you know, everybody that was there, he was probably leaps and bounds the best actor on the the screen at any point in time. Right? Definitely. Um, and this movie did something that really hasn't been done in any of the Marvel movies. It opened with a cold opening, mm-hmm. which was which was kind of surprising because usually we get um, you know the Marvel logo and it, it kind of bleeds into the movie and stuff. This one first decided to go. Let's tell Gore's backstory first, and then we'll get into the logos and the title of of the film, right? Which is not usually what Marvel Studios does with their films, right? No, no, not very usually, no. Um and again his 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 beginning story is tragic. Um but you know, in the in the scenes where we see him interacting with other gods and scenes, you know, he's he's very He's not intense, but he's very serious. He's serious, right? but he's There's not. Yeah, I don't think he, he has the intensity that you're looking for, right? Where it's like, right? Like, um, I was expecting a very, again, not to <laughs> pigeonhole this all into one villain, but I, at least from the way he looked, I was expecting a Darth Vader-like character. Yeah, that was right. clearly not what we got. No, because I think he's he's more of a human character than Darth Vader would be. He's like one um, of those crazy. You want to know what he reminded me of? Like one of those crazy, crazy characters from like a, a Soulsborne game. That's the sort of vibe that I got when I first saw him. Well, he's he's <clears throat> literally a, a religious uh, fanatic. Yeah. That you know, he, he had the opportunity to meet the god that he was he was crazy over, and he he realized how disappointing that was when the god clearly had no no caring in the world for you know either him or anybody that worshiped him you know basically they were just peons to kind of massage that god's ego right mm-hmm. um and and the two i i guess the two scenes that you had issues with was the one with where um he reveals himself to the children in the the cage right and yes. then the the scene not too long afterwards where Thor, Mighty Thor, and Valkyrie um, show up at the place where he's at. What is it? The Shadow Realm? 
Yeah, and you know, yeah. it was like he has his tent thingy there. Yeah, which is which was weird, right? Seeing tents in the shadow realm. I I, I don't know. Uh, it just seemed it was, very it was weird. It seemed very um Lollapalooza type thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I think in those two, I think, you know, when he's talking to the kids, it kind of makes sense that he's kind of like um being almost almost skirting down to their level, like a childish, yeah. you know, type of thing. <clears throat> and in the other scene, this was my feeling anyway, it almost felt like he was taunting them. Like, you know, he, he knew that he had them and, you know, they're talking smack and all that stuff. And he's like, you know, I'm about to kill you in a couple of seconds. Let me just enjoy this. Yeah. That's that's kind <clears throat> of the sense that I got from that scene. So, but I can see where you're you're saying, you know, he's kind of aloof and because it did feel kind of weird that he's been kind of this brooding character all along. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's like, ha ha, I'm about to kill you. You suck. And all that other stuff. So yeah. I, I think that's where you're coming from. And I can see where you're, you know, you're you're critical about that, you know. Um, but like I said, I, I think it was more of like, you know, he's been doing this for so long. He's been killing gods. And he got cock, cocky in the moment. And he's like, you know, I'm about to kill you. You know, you're talking smack, you know, and all this stuff. Let me Let me shoot some back at you, you know. Me personally, I really like the villain. Like this is it's it's a little bit different and that's the reason why I like it. Even though it sort of follows the same cookie cutter structure, to me it feels like it's a little bit of a different villain that you're working with here because he sort of uh keeps his humanity with him and that sort of goes to his ego. I like how he has like that sort of like, you know, ego, he'll taunt down he'll taunt the uh, protagonist and it and it kind of gives me like this crazy, maniac, unpredictable sort of feeling when it comes to this villain. And that's why I really like uh, this villain. So I don't think it was necessarily ever going to be uh, like an intense, uh, brooding sort of character or whatever. Even I, though that's I sort think, of what they portrayed it to be. I, and <clears throat> the trailer, they really did. That's I know, AJ, but AJ, let me, let me throw this at you. I know. Trailers are not. No, no, no. It's not even that. Because you're right. Trailers are meant to deceive, right? Mm, Especially yeah. with Marvel. Marvel has a really good history of throwing stuff on the tra- on the trailer that either they've erased stuff or just don't even put in the movie, right? Um, but let me, let me throw this at you. We know this is a Taika Waititi movie, right? Okay. We know the type of style that Taika Waititi does, right? Yeah. Would it make... How would it, how would it feel in terms of the flow of the film where everything is kind of light, 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 comedic, and then you have the one character who's Let's like one note the entire way. It's a contrast. But it wouldn't, it, be, wouldn't it be like too stark of a contrast in terms of... Like no, set, I think... Here's, here's what style. I think. I think you could have pulled off something similar to what they did in Shazam, where the dude took himself massively seriously, and he acted like a full-blown supervillain. But then you could have like Thor or in that case it was Shazam, you know, do the stupid stuff like when he's when he's doing the monologue and he's so serious, he's going to end the world. What? I can't hear you. You're like all the way over there. Do do that stuff. Like, I mean, sure, then it's just a sort of rip off of Shazam. But if you're saying it can't be done, it can be done. Shazam did it. No, that's true. That's true. I just I don't know if. Taika could do that. Taika is so think, so out there with his stuff that I don't think he could do anything serious. I mean, listen, he asked Natalie Portman because you know Taika Waititi is going to do a Star Wars movie, right? Oh God! Really? Oh, did you hear about God. that? No. Well, did you hear about what he did to Natalie Portman? What? So you know Natalie Portman <laughs> is in you know Love and Thunder as the Mighty Thor, right? Yeah. She comes back as Jane Foster, and Taika Waititi is obviously the director, and he's also portrays the character of Korg in the movie as well, right? Um, so Taika Waititi has signed on with Lucasfilm, Disney, um, to make a Star Wars movie. So he went to Natalie Portman and says, "Hey, do you want to be in a Star Wars movie?" 
Prince Amidala? Princess yeah, Amidala? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, uh, dude, I've kind of been in three of them already. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh my god. Ooh. Taika is a little out there. You know what I'm saying? Taika is a little it's crazy. almost Taika like he didn't goat. watch the prequels. Taika, that might not be a good thing. <laughs> you know? If you're doing a Star Wars. Oh film, no. Yeah, that is not a good thing at all. Well, to be fair, though, he said his project is going to be something like super duper fresh like the thing you're always ragging on star wars for like it's always the same people it always goes back to this guy no apparently his film is supposed to be like squeaky clean fresh in terms of like this is not something you've really seen before oh God, at least those are his words. i still don't know if that's star bad or wars good ragnarok Ew. <laughs> Ew. imagine he takes luke skywalker and makes him uh, Whoa! <laughs> oh God! Uh, I don't know. I don't. Know. Well, anyway. Um. So yeah, I mean, we're gonna have a difference in terms of gore. I I thought he was okay, but I can definitely see where you know he could have been a little bit more serious. Um. Overall, I thought the film was okay. Right. See, here's my thing. I felt like it was a good movie, but. I'm kind of coming down off of the whole haha Thor is kind of just a joke on itself type thing. I'm getting a little tired of the Thor movies not taking themselves seriously. Mm. At least just me. Like, it was still a good film. Thank you, Taika. But I don't know. Uh, like I said, I thought the second half of the film flowed better than the first half because the first half had too many Taika moments where he kind of grinds the story to a halt just to put like these, you know, two character interactions where it's like, ha ha, let's tell some jokes yeah. and then let's go back to the story and then <clears throat> stop. Ha ha, let's tell some more jokes. So. To me, I, th- I think there was too much of that in the first part of the movie. And I think, and I'm, n- I'm not going to elaborate on this because I know we need to move on, but I think uh, there was too much of the goats, <laughs> no, especially at was, the end of the movie. That the was movie. amazing. Yeah, that was getting extremely. It was getting annoying to me. Yeah, extremely. Like, I, I, thought, <laughs> I, I think when they first introduced yeah. them, that was awesome. Yeah. I thought when they were flying the ship and they crashed into the planet, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Um, but there's a point where they were using them a little too much. <laughs> Especially with the screaming. It was well, just like every <laughs> single second you would hear exactly. them. <laughs> like the screams were awesome, but after a while it's like, okay, we, we get it. You know what I'm saying? So, but the screams, I'm telling you, <laughs> those goats were incredible. It's freaking uh, insane. All right, so I, I think the consensus what is for us on Thor: Love and Thunder that uh, you're okay with it, but you're starting to lose the whole Thor is dumb thing. Um, I'm okay with it. I'm kind of like getting with you. It's like okay, we get that Thor is goofy, but you know, can we tone it down just a little bit? And I think you liked it a lot, right, AJ, Eli? Yeah, I think it was. They it was there was a struggle of balance with uh, com- comedy and like seriousness, but I mean overall, I think it. I think that it was enjoyable enough. Yes, I agree with to that. say it was a good movie. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, that's I, just me. I think it's not one of Marvel Studios' best, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not one of Marvel Studios' worst. And it's a movie that, if it's on the TV, like on cable. I'll sit down and watch it again, yeah. but okay. I'm just not going to go out and say, oh, I've got to go watch Love and Thunder again. It was enjoyable. That's, yeah. that's just it. Let's just put it this way to kind of close it out. Would you take this over Multiverse of Madness? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> uh, every any, yeah. any day. Yes. Multiverse of Madness was, oh, it wasn't that bad, but. It, it's the, when you look at this, I. If you gave me a choice between Multiverse of Madness and Love and Thunder, 
I think I'm picking Love yeah. and Thunder. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know? Any day. All right. So while we're still on the subject of Marvel, um, Marvel. I'm, I'm going to freestyle on some Marvel projects. Freestyle. And maybe stuff coming up. <gasps> um, Marvel Studios has confirmed that two characters are returning to the Echo series coming up. Two characters. Echo? Yeah, Echo. So do you remember? Oh, okay, so the Hawkeye series featured <laughs> oh. a, a, brand new, a brand new character to the MCU, Echo, right? She was the assassin, and her uncle was somebody pretty important. In the oh, Marvel yeah, her, universe, her, yeah. Right? So she was the one, uh, she's the... Uh, the mute, mute person. Yeah, she's like a, an assassin. Yeah. And stuff, right? So she's getting her own series. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Whoa. Uh, Marvel has just confirmed that not only will Kingpin be in the series. Whoa. But we get a return of Matt Murdock. Whoa. To the TV screen. Whoa. Confirmed to be in the Echo series. Whoa. So... We've seen him before. I mean, that makes sense. Yes, I, I, I think it does. Why are you, like, disappointed? I was kind of hoping for the show to come um, back first. Yeah, you know, I agree with that. Well, how about if you see it in this vein, that this could be the backdoor pilot or the reintroduction of Matt Murdock but you into, see, the, into the Disney universe right that's what i'm also worried about because this is also their time to go oh remember the gritty daredevil that you liked guess what that's not him anymore and that's what i'm most afraid of right now well i think he's still gonna be gritty yeah i think so too they're not gonna change they're not gonna flat out change his character not like that and i don't think i don't think um the actor would have signed on if they were going to dramatically change the way that he was portrayed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it, it, well, listen, it remains to be seen. We've seen Matt Murdock already in the in the MCU. Um, he was part of Spider-Man, Spider-Man Far From Home, right? Yeah. Uh, he wait, ha- no he, Way Home or Far From Home? Far From Home. No Way Home. No Way Home? Yeah. yeah no Way Far Home, Home was the second one, right? Yeah. Okay, no yeah. Way Home is where, you know, all the multiverse, multiverse. stuff with okay. Dr. Strange starts. So you had Homecoming. Far from home, no way home. So he showed up in No Way Home yeah. for like what? Two seconds. Two seconds. Literally. You know? <laughs> like he two was seconds. Literally there to help uh, Peter Parker and stuff with his legal situation. Right. Legal so we, not, we haven't actually seen Daredevil, but we have seen Matt Murdock as a character. But Wait, what? we are going to get him back. Oh yeah. Okay, series, okay. 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 Right. So I mean, what do you guys what do you guys think about that? I mean, I, I know you already you're kind of apprehensive with the whole he's not gonna be as gritty or dark as he was in the Netflix series, right? Because when you say reintroduce, does he really need to be reintroduced? I, I don't know about that. Well, there are some people who probably haven't watched the Daredevil show, so they oh, need to No no no, that. don't 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 what? I will guarantee you this. People saw the Daredevil show before they saw any of this other Disney Plus stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously, but so like, that not, not doesn't as need much, a reintroduction. But not as much as any of the Marvel movies. The More Marvel, people have Netflix than they do Disney Plus. Come on, I'm talking about Marvel movies as a whole. Okay, but that you, I don't, I don't think you're getting what I'm saying. I know, but like, most what I'm trying to say is like the fan base of Marvel, the whole entire Marvel Studios, not not the Netflix Disney, uh, Daredevil is probably gonna pour into Disney Plus. And sure, some some of the Marvel fan base might have seen the Netflix. I'm version. I'm banking on most, if not all, or a lot. I mean, not I mean, because the thing about it is Daredevil isn't as popular, isn't as uh, big as the Marvel movies. Okay, but let me put it to you this way: if you had to do a soft, uh, a soft like launch for Disney Plus, it really started with properties like Daredevil and Punisher and Luke Cage. I think the reason why they did Disney Plus is for WandaVision and those shows because, well, of course, yes, but 
in terms of whether it would work. Because you have to think about it like this. No, Marvel Studios has gotten so big to the point that a majority of the people that we, a majority of the people, like, just in general, a majority of the people watch watch these things. That So that includes most of the non-fans of Marvel's of Marvel. So there are some people who probably haven't dig deep enough to get into the Netflix shows. But I think you're going to have two two fan bases coming in. You're going to yeah. have you're going to have the people who separate fan bases. Yeah, the people who oh, know the that. character and follow Marvel Studios, right? And and those guys will always watch it. And I think you're going to have people who kind of discovered Daredevil on Netflix um, just because of all the the hype and whatnot, and became fans of Daredevil, but maybe weren't necessarily Marvel Studio fans, mm-hmm. and so maybe what this does is it brings those two fan bases together. together. Now, probably the people that were fans of Daredevil solely from Netflix are probably be a lot smaller. Than the pre-existing Marvel fans, right? I, I, I think, think they're one and the same. I don't think those are two separate fan bases. I, I, I a, don't think. Trust so. me when I say there's a lot of people who like the Marvel, the Marvel Studios movies, and that I'm, what I'm trying to say is that includes like a large majority of probably the world at this point. And if we're banking on all like a large majority of the world being Marvel fans, I think that's a little bit of a reach, in my opinion. But so Charlie Cox. Uh, is playing Matt Murdock and Vincent D'Afrio is going to be the one that's reprising his role as Kingpin. Um, do you think that at some point in the show they're going to interact with each other? I think that's a given, yes, right? That has to happen. Do Such you think, and this is a question I'm going to throw out to you guys really quick, do you think that their interactions in any way, shape, or form make the Netflix shows canon. Because right now, as it stands, we know those characters are coming back, but we don't know if those shows are canon at this point. And they do vaguely reference um, a lot of the stuff that happened in the MCU, but they've never really been a part of the MCU, period. So like they'll they'll refer to, you know, the incident in New York, right, um, and stuff like that. But they won't. They talk about the big green guy, right? But they never fully references fully reference the MCU in any specificity. So do you think, given their interactions in the upcoming show, that they either make the Netflix shows canon or? Do you think they just dismiss that out of hand completely? That only exacerbates my fears even more. Like that that's not reassuring if they're gonna wave it away. And they have the potential to do that. That I'm not totally on board for. No. Okay. What about you? I think they're gonna combine them because it, it wouldn't make sense to just because then you're just restarting uh Daredevil and Kingpin, and that's not really that's a big investment, considering now you have to go through Daredevil and Kingpin's story again, and all the progress that you have with their characters are just gone. So it wouldn't really make sense on their part just to get rid of that. It has to be canon. There's okay. no way. Okay. I, I can agree with both of them, both of you guys. Um, all right. And the last piece of Marvel news, and this is going to be really quick because there's really not much to this, but it's kind of interesting that... You know, this kind of popped up. Um, I want to say at the beginning of July, uh, some news reports came out that a certain actor, and we we know him, Taron Egerton. So we know him from uh, the Kingsman movies. He was Elton John. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't think I ever saw those movies. I forgot the name of the, the the Elton John movie that he was in. I think it was like one of the Rocket Man. Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. Yes, Rocket Man. Um, so he took a meeting with um, Apple TV regarding a uh, a show that he's he's doing on Apple TV Apple TV Plus, Blackbird. Um, 
And it just so happened that Kevin Feige was there. And they did talk. And uh, Taron expressed an interest in joining the MCU. Oh, and sick. Feige, my understanding is, well, you know, we're, we're trying to do something here. The long and short of it is that there was a meeting where he expressed his interest to play Wolverine. <gasps> Wait. Now, it's not a yes, it's not a no, but there is a confirmed Marvel Studios meeting. He did come out and say, yes, I expressed my interest in Wolverine. Wolverine would be a great character to play. He's kind of been bandied around before as, you know, a guy that could possibly could play possibly, Wolverine. Yeah. But this is kind of like the closest we've gotten to an actual, not not a casting call, but this is about as close as we've gotten, A, talking about X-Men and casting, and B, actually having a character say, yeah, well, I talked to Kevin Feige about Wolverine. Any thoughts? Um, I'm. <laughs> yeah, well, let, me, let me ask you a question. Do you know who? Do you know who Tyron Egerton is? Have well, you- after you said Kingsman, I just know him from those yeah. trailers. I've never actually seen those movies. Okay, but you know who he is, though, right? Yeah, he he's the younger kid. Yes. Yeah. Um. I honestly don't know enough about him to know whether he can do Wolverine or not. Honestly. So I'm going to have to rely on you two really for is this a, is this a good choice? Because I personally just don't know. I mean, honestly, I could see him sort of play Wolverine. The only thing is uh, in my opinion, I think he looks too young for the Wolverine. Yeah, see, that's role. that's what yeah. I'm on the fence. Yeah, because I've seen I've seen that before, and it's like, like I think he looks somewhat young. For he the role. can pull off the look. He just looks a little too young, at least in my opinion. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Well, if you look at it. I believe, and I could be wrong with this, and there he is. You know, okay. It's not bad. As as could see, yeah, I um, can see Wolverine. Yeah, all right. He'd be, he'd be roughly the same age that Hugh Jackman was when he first took on the role as Wolverine. Oh yeah, I completely forgot about those movies. Yep. <laughs> I'm so used to like an older Wolverine and like X Men uh, Days of Future Past and like. Apocalypse or whatever, but like, I don't know. Okay, and maybe, maybe I, I'd say yeah. You know what? I, I'll, I'll be fair and say he's de- he definitely looks like someone who could pull off the look and the character itself. Yeah. And and I, I think <gasps> oh that oh. would be that would be That's a casting just, right there. Oh. Well, you can't <laughs> Carl damn. Urban as Wolverine. Okay, you got you got something there. See now, now with Jesus Carl Urban, Christ. however, it's kind of the reverse because Carl mm-hmm. Urban is much older. He'd be probably on the side of where uh, Hugh Jackman would be in the later movies, like Logan and stuff. So now you're casting a very a much older Wolverine, and. So I, I think the thinking here with Marvel Studios is they would want to cast an actor that they know would be in the part for the next 10 to 15 years. Okay, all right, and, all right, And That's so fair. with Carl Urban, as great of an actor as he is, and you know what? He would fit the part awesomely. Perfect. 10, 15 years from now? Mm. Okay, fine, we're, fine. We're getting Logan again. We're all getting right. past Logan. You know, all right stuff. Okay. So that's the only thing. But you know, again, stranger things have happened and stuff. 
So <laughs> that was a sh- that was a shot from Predators. What? Yeah, I, Future Wolverine. What is that? I, I don't know. What, that what does that have to do with what? The internet people. Nothing. I like how it's as he said, Stranger Things can happen. <laughs> yes, I know. You know. Oh my gosh. So, but, I mean, I guess it could work. All right, yeah. I you know what? I, I will say yes. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that. And like I said, you know, he's been he's been fan casted by numerous people as as Wolverine previously. So this kind of you know is something that I think fans would be excited about. Okay. Right? All right. Um, you got anything to freestyle on? Because I know we've got one thing that we all are going to go crazy about. Uh, two things. Like Bloodborne is cool. Yes. You started your stream on Bloodborne, right? Yeah. Very interesting lore. Just check it out on Twitch. Uh, Wasteland by Brent Fires. I I looked at because I was looking at some of the albums that came out. It's fire. Check it out. It's really good. It's cool. Sick. Next. All right. So let's wrap this up with something that I just found out about today. And you guys have known about this for quite a while. Yeah. Damn you for not telling me. Sorry. <laughs> but two days ago, something came out to my surprise and to my shock and to my excitement, a fan film. Now, fan films especially within the last decade or so, have really, really become good in terms of, you know, quality and stuff like this. This particular one is probably, is being touted right now as the best fan film of its kind considering the series that it's it's from. From, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm Inspired talking about by. Legend a Dragon Ball tale <gasps> dropped two days ago, um, and you can you can watch it on YouTube. And I gotta say, I hadn't heard about it before. I had no idea what it was about. We started watching it, and my jaw dropped because the quality of the animation. Now it is an animated fan film. It's about eleven minutes long, right? Yeah, and it's by a studio called. Give me one second because I want to give you guys Red Wolf uh, or like Wolf Animations. No, Studio Stray Dog. Studio Stray Dog. (laughs) Studio Stray Dog. Much props to that animation studio. So it's it's got a very very interesting animation style, right? Um, sick animation. Sick animation, right? Um. And it's about, like I said, it's about 11 minutes long. And Vegeta is the first, the first uh, character that you see, right? King Vegeta. Yeah, King Vegeta and Vegeta. They have, an, excuse me, an interaction. And then we go to a Budokai tournament where Budokai. Vegeta is fighting Chi-Chi. What? I mean, I'm sorry. Goku is fighting Chi-Chi. Right? Basically, if you don't know where on the Dragon Ball timeline this is, this is literally when Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z, not GT, not Super, Dragon Ball is closing out. And the power power levels alone there. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but somebody makes a surprising appearance. Yeah, and that's why I thought this was just going to be an absolute slaughter. Because, like, that was the dude that shows up during that time period. That is, that is a... <laughs> That is a sad slaughter. (laughs) The dude that we're referring to is my favorite all-time Dragon Ball character. That's the original legendary Super Saiyan, Broly. Broly. The one that was scarred for life because Goku cried in his crib. (laughs) He shows up, and uh, you know, the, the weird thing is that at first... I didn't recognize who it was until he said that one word. 
You didn't need uh, to. Yeah, you didn't see the, the thing that gave it away was the. I, well, I what about like the green energy blast? Yeah, but not I, even I, that. I like before even... that, it was just you could see, you could very clearly yeah, see I the know. gauntlets and the, the, the shoes. But yeah. I wasn't even focused on that because I was, I was first of all, I was just shocked at the quality of the animation, right? Yeah. So I was still trying to sink that in. And it didn't dawn on me because the character shows up in like a, a Jedi shroud, a Jedi robe, right? With the hood all, all over him. So you don't know who it is. To be fair, that is a know? little bit uh, out of Broly's element, in my opinion. It's yeah, like he, I, I wouldn't think that he would hide like that. Yeah. Right? So that's not where my mind went until he said the word. And I'm like, no, they can't be doing that. They did. They did. Yes. And then Vegeta shows up because he totally, totally wipes out Goku, right? Yeah. That they one finally shot. made Vegeta a badass. Finally. And Thank that was you. that was the thing that I was I was thinking when I was watching this. This was redemption from the first Broly movie because I hate to say it for all you Vegeta fans out there. The first Broly movie did not do Punked Vegeta. So you know bad. that Black Air Force video? He got like kicked out of the Black Air Force uh, round two. You know, I've never seen that, but that sounds funny. Yeah, the, the first Broly movie did not do Vegeta justice. Yeah. He, he was literally taking his Super Saiyan tail between his legs because he was a, a, a you know, just a shriveling spineless super saiyan king yeah he didn't show any backbone to be honest and that's the other thing that's pretty amazing too he takes on broly by himself for a good while in just super saiyan it's crazy yeah that's true so um but the the but again the animation is is fantastic broly his change from just regular broly to super saiyan was wow that was awesome it's like the hulk yeah it's really what it was but i think the thing that really just blew my mind away was when goku finally wakes up Ugh. right and yeah i had the same reaction like you like what was your reaction i was just like like what happened to vegeta like he was doing so well for a second and you always have to run it back to Goku, right? Yeah. I felt the same way. But I got to tell you, that transformation. And of course, he gets a new transformation. Actually, well, yeah. Okay. What's new? But that transformation was wild, right? I'd say that's, see, that's totally not a sane transformation, in my opinion. Because you know that Goku, that character, is inspired by the mythological mm. figure Sun Wukong, right? Mm. I think that was Monkey a callback King. King, to yeah. that, like Goku's mythological roots. Like that, that to me was moving like a that, right? clear break yeah. from like being a Saiyan and being like a true Earthling, flat out. Didn't you get like I, I don't know, I don't know if you guys got this, but like for like a split second, I got like a Ghost Rider vibe from him. Just a little, yeah, because he had the Just flaming head. I thought I thought that was too much, a little bit too that much, was but crazy. It, it was cool, I guess. Yeah, he um, his his whole it it's not just his body; his head just went like in flames and stuff, you know. And he was he was even moving much like a monkey, right? When he was running toward rolling. So yep. again, back to the monkey king of journey journey to the west. Mm, yeah, that sounds yeah, right. That yeah. Um, the fight, the fight scenes were great. Just they it was, were. They it was were really so awesome. Great. Go check it out, please. <laughs> and but the final move. Okay, now that one I oh, gotta wait, wait. say I did. I'm not gonna say I cringed, but like cringe. I just wish. It was Vegeta doing like Gallic Gun. Why did he have to do Kamehameha? That's Goku's move. Why? Oh, that's this is Goku supremacy at its finest. Yeah, exactly. That's see yeah. that. <laughs> well, he did do the final flash. And it completely like Broly said, nope. <laughs> oh my God. So again, like it was good. I mean, to be fair, if he actually did get that off in its full supremacy, he would have 
torn um, half the planet apart. Yeah. Like that, that that ring went all the way around them. He would have taken out half the ring and probably a lot of other people too. Yeah. You know what was surprising? <laughs> um, Goku channeling his energy into a sword. And actually, that was Vegeta. Vegeta. Oh, Vegeta. Well, of course, yeah, Vegeta, yeah, Vegeta the goat. The goat. Don't and get that wrong. Never cutting again. off <laughs> Broly's arm. Vegeta, the freaking goal. Nobody could do it. Nobody, nobody, was crazy, nobody though. could do it except for Vegeta. Let's get oh, that I mean, straight right here. Zamasu also does it. So does nope, Sauza. Not even Zamasu. Do. Only Vegeta, because he is the real goal. He is the goal. Literally cut off his right hand, right? Was right arm. Right his arm. 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 Yeah. No, no, it, like, like there. Yeah, like the yeah. forearm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then they hit that final move. I mean, when it kind of fused together and kind of reminded me of Dragon Fist, I was okay with it. But, like, come, come on. It, it should have been Vegeta's move and then Goku's move, not both Goku's move. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you could have you could have done that that in tandem. Like what happens? The like, thing over there. Right? Galakamehameha. If Vegeta did Dragon Fist. They already did that in Super Dragon Ball Heroes, and, and I found that corner. Goku. Did Gallic gun? That's no. That's, that's awesome. That right, at, right there. We have um, we have the figure. Well, I, well I, that's I, Goku and Vegeta doing uh, Kamehameha, uh, final Kamehameha, in the Berlin movie. Oh, yeah. oh it was Gallic. Yeah. Oh, final. Wait, Gallic. Because remember, Kame- he says Gallic, and then he says Gallic Kamehameha, and then he says. So Gallic Kamehameha. Yeah, Kamehameha. I would have liked that better. Kamehameha gun. To... <laughs> Yo. <laughs> and we've ground to a halt. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know what just came over me. I'll do, you, I'll, me. I'll do you one better. Final gun. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I'll do you one better. Gallic ha. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense at this point. <laughs> the Gallic Ha. Uh, anyway. Gallic Ha. So, no. you know. It sounds like some stupid magician's movie. <laughs> so it basically ends with Vegeta remembering who Chi Chi is because Chi Chi, during the fight. You're says, confusing Goku and I mean, Vegeta Goku, I'm a lot. <laughs> I'm having so Because you know what? I'm excited that Vegeta got his due in this film. Right? You know what I'm saying? Finally. That's but even right. then, at the end, they still took it away from him. Yeah. You know? So it, it's. I want I want to be excited for Vegeta because Vegeta, like I said, especially with the Broly, that first Broly movie, he was horrible. Yeah. like Did not show up. He was literally crying and and scared that oh my gosh he's gonna kill us all you know what i'm saying he they really really didn't paint him in a good light in that first movie you know license um so i'm kind of happy that they gave him some props but then at the end of it they kind of took it away in in a sense because again it became all about goku Goku, right but afterwards goku then goes over to chi chi because it seems like he had lost his memory and then all of a sudden you know she was like well i'm mad because you were supposed to marry me he was like wait what and then at the end he was like oh now i remember because they just had to hit him over the head exactly you know what's weird (laughs) like even vegeta said kakarot and he was like don't call me by that don't call me that name anymore or whatever he said don't call me that and it's like Goku finally regained his memory. Finally. Oh, that kind of destroys the whole Sun Wukong thing a little. Damn. Yeah. At least he's... Well, this is... Uh, <laughs> stupid anymore. It, it's clearly a, a retcon to the Dragon Ball Super movie where he's like, oh, yeah, and you can call me Kakarot. Kakarot. You know? Um, but they do end it with kind of like a after credits cliffhanger so i'm hoping and i'm not going to spoil it for you guys if you guys want to find out what that cliffhanger is watch the out. damn fan film it's only well, 11 minutes long there's right? actually multiple cliffhangers to be mm-hmm. honest there are, there are multiple cliffhangers yeah i know but like i guess the point is is that 
it gives me hope that we might get a second a second one. That would be the hope, but let me just remind you that it took a long time. This has been years in the making. And when I say years, I mean every now and again clips of that would show up on Instagram. Years. Okay. Well, listen. Let's hope that let's hope that now that it's out and it's getting, you know, the really positive reaction, yeah, that maybe they get a little bit more funding because I, yeah, I, I do believe that it's a very, very small studio that did this, right? Probably, yeah, most likely. So, you know, with more exposure, maybe they get more funding, which means maybe the turnaround for the next film will be a little bit quicker. So, yeah. let's hope, right? That would be a treat. That would indeed. All right, so I think we're going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Um, is there anything else you guys got? I'll just say this: Go Han Black. <gasps> nah. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. Uh, Gohan Black. Wait, you said meh? Yeah. Finally. Look. Finally. I'm glad. I'm glad Finally. Gohan as a character is getting all the love, even in his alternate versions no, now. No, but he should not be getting all the love. I know. This was kind of the thing that... He does not deserve any love. Kind of, yet he does. No, he should renounce his Saiyan blood. He's not a Saiyan. Yeah. The no. Media lately has proven you wrong. Anyway. Oh, one, one other about... thing. Uh, since we were watching Thor Love and Thunder, um, we saw the official poster for Dragon Ball Super Superhero, the dub version coming to the States August 19th. I it saw has bits and its pieces. Own poster in theaters. I saw bits and pieces and of the not sub, the Japanese version Japanese. without yeah, the subtitles. The sub. mm-hmm. Without the subtitles. But uh, good, not good. Yeah, it's great. You gotta, you gotta see it. All right, there well, are some major things. We will be there August nineteenth. August nineteenth. Wait, August nineteenth. Dude, that's like a month yeah. away. Yeah. Wait, a month away. Yep. 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 Oh yeah, exactly. Oh, sick. So we're gonna be there. We're gonna we'll, <laughs> we'll tell you guys how good it is. Guess what? Go watch it anyway. Yeah, it's freaking it. Dragon Ball. It's good. You better. All right. On that note, we're going to call it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching the Cross End Podcast. Remember, check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, and definitely. Check out our ugly mugs on YouTube. So, um, guys, do it. Later? Uh, later, later. Hasta la vista, baby. I'm going to usurp the episode and say, may our Vegeta's energy blades cross again. That's, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I have done the outro this time. <laughs> The multiverse has begun. (laughs) Wait a second. I just wanted to bring this up. I saw a Thor Old Spice commercial. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Like in the movie and outside of the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're doing Old Spice commercials. I think they're making a Thor Old Spice. It's happening. It's happening. Let's go. That's amazing. Later, people.